but you're not factoring in the that Babe Ruth was horrendously drunk almost all of the time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Battery Mates. It's the special all-star game edition of the show. Um, You know, I don't think this will be out before the actual all-star game happens, so uh, there will be no spoilers uh, in terms of who won the all-star game, uh, but there will be a spoiler in the sense that it won't matter who won the all-star game. Um, With us, as always, from merry old England town, (laughs) <laughs> that's not a thing um is uh matthew mcgregor matthew are you there yeah you don't you don't <laughs> you don't know how to say that i don't live in london anymore don't you i don't no. live in london anymore i mean there, there's no there's no spoilers about the all-star game because nothing of interest is going to happen and then the american league will win <laughs> uh and there's no actual ramifications there uh thereof um that's it uh, but this 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 episode, we also have a. Um, unfortunately, we have a guest, um, and you know we're not uh, we're contractually obligated to do this at least once a season. Um, and so, you might have guessed it already. Jeff Gabriel is here uh, to talk about. Um, I don't even know. You're probably several things, um, but he's here from. Uh, you're, you're joining us from California, is that right? I am. I am. I, <laughs> well, thought, the, I thought the transition was going to be speaking of all stars. Oh. Here's Jeff Gabriel, but I guess that transition and opening works as well. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I'm sure we'll figure that out in edit. Um, but uh, <laughs> Jeff, welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to have you back. Um, I you have, I know I ha- know for a fact that you have a lot to say, um, uh, and a lot to say about our next segment here, which is start right away with what the hell is happening over there, Matthew. Let's kick it to you. What is happening? A lot happened over there since our last episode. Um, it's not quite merry old England, is it? They're not very merry. Sorry, yeah, we are not. We are not merry right now. I mean, look. So there's there's two things I want to say that have happened. The first thing is that England got to the final of the Euro Championships. It's Euros 2020 for those that can't count the years. It's the first time we've got to a major tournament in 55 years, so longer than I've been alive. And that's incredible, and it has been a phenomenal um, run by a very, very likable, meaningful team. They have taken the knee before every single game. Uh, The uh, England captain, Harry Kane, wore a a rainbow armband as his captain's um, armband during the tournament. Uh, The players have been engaging on social media with LGBTQ player uh, fans and um, with um, anti-racism charities. Several of the players, most notably Marcus Rashford, um, have been uh, working hard to try and alleviate alleviate food poverty. It's, It's an incredible team. And they got further than any England team has got in my lifetime and did it while both taking the stance on issues that I care about and I think a lot of British people care about, English people, sorry, um, uh, but also doing it in the face of opposition from the government. The government refused to condemn racist fans who booed the players taking the knee um, and and the players uh, stood strong against that. So that's been an incredible moment. But after we lost in uh, the final on Sunday on penalties to Italy, who admittedly have been the best team in the tournament. I I, I can't feel cross about um, losing to them. But um, you know, after that happened, there was an outpouring of racist abuse aimed at England fa- at England players on social media, and um, that has really kind of dented the vibe, shall we say? <laughs> it's been it's been kind of horrendous. Um, so you know, it's, there's, there's been a lot happening over here. Um, you know, the the abuse has been really, really uh, horrible. Both because racist abuse at any time is just horrendous to see, especially when it is from fans of the team that that you've been rooting for, but also coming after an incredibly powerful tournament where both the team did well and took the stances that they took. But I also think that you know. In the face of that abuse, 
fans have been pretty united and there's been some really strong campaigning against you know you know, opposition to that abuse, um, an outpouring of love towards the players. Um, the media have been strong um, for the first time, really, that I can remember because they know that readership is, um, you know, uh, opposed to those kind of stances. So, you know, it's been a difficult, it's been a difficult few days. It's been an emotional few days. None of it is to do with baseball, but um, you asked me what's going on over here and what's going on over here is a lot of love towards some incredible players who took us a long way in a tournament and a lot of anger about the racist backlash that they faced. I'm still hung up on, it's the Euro 2020? What it, it, this? What is going on with the year counting there? Is this delayed from last year? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, like the Olympics, that's, that's... okay. That's fair. It's like um, that is definitely more important than the racist abuse. I'm glad you picked up on the yes. on the years. Um, it, it, they happen. It happens every four years, and it was supposed to happen in 2020 because um, that's when it's scheduled to happen. But it got delayed because of COVID. But they've huh. already done all of the branding, and so they're <laughs> like, "Well, it's, it's hashtag Euro 2020. We're not okay. changing the hashtag." Yeah. Well, how could you, right? Um, but the my question for you then. So this, you said. 55 years since the team has made this since the last the last choke but like this is why racists like ruin everything because i was like so ready to like go and like just really twist the knife and then open the wound and sprinkle like some salt in it but like i can't even it's like so serious and this is bigger than sports that i mean i can and i will but it's just not going to be as fun yeah this this is why racism is bad um I agree. I mean, one of the reasons. What, eight, top deep, five. But... Top ten. Well, it's on the list of reasons why racism is bad. Um, yeah. I, I just want to say, we didn't choke 55 years ago. We actually won that World Cup final against West Germany. So, yeah, we didn't win this penalty shootout. But, um, you know, just fact check on that one. Four Pinocchios. <laughs> Pants on fire. Um, what? So, um, it, really, the entire tournament came down to penalty kicks? That seems really unfair. PKs, as they are known in America, <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 nowhere else. Yeah, it came down to penalties. That sucks. I mean, it really sucks. It's been a really, really good tournament. Really, really high quality football. And um, you know, England played brilliantly well. But you know, ultimately, I I do think that I don't I don't think Italy were the better team on the day. They were definitely the much better team in the second half. But they were the better team in the tournament. And so I don't feel that aggrieved about them winning. And the fact that we went further than we've ever gone before was, um, a, you know, that was something. Obviously, I'm gutted that they lost, but I'm much, much more gutted by the racism because, number one, racism actually affects people's lives and, and yeah. the result of games doesn't. But also because it had been such a powerful tournament for... Um, nation building like this was the first time that a lot of my friends of color felt able to really be proud of this team and that meant so much and then for sunday's result to result in you know that passion being thrown back at them has really hurt I i've just been left feeling not disappointed but empty hmm. i felt really empty the last 48 hours but i hope that you know people's opposition to this racism can you know rejuvenate an anti-racism movement and say that this is an England team for everyone, not just for white English people. And so something good can come of it, but it's just so hard to take three steps forward, two steps back every time. Um, but, you know, hopefully we are, we are making progress. Well, um, that's a, it's a lot that's happened over there. Um, I'm glad we have this segment. Um, before, so Jeff, anything you else want to uh, throw into that, or is the, the well, I mean, it's like way to too serious it. and important to like really like try to come in and like punch him in the face on this one. Uh, no, like I, you know, I think I'm also jealous, frankly, not of the racism because we have plenty of that here in America, um, but like we don't really like football in the states is just not a thing, um, and. Like, I, I, I want to be a bigger football slash soccer fan, depending on who I'm talking to. Soccer for you, Toby. Matthew, football for you. Um, and, like, I just think it's so cool that an entire country gets this excited. It'd be like 
you know, it's like the nation world series or like whatever it is, but it's bigger than that. Um, and yeah, like I, I just think it's exciting to watch. I also think like Matthew on like, uh, you know, all the political stuff, we'll put that aside. Cause I think you articulated it really well, but like PKs, it's great television. It's terrible sport. Yeah. Like it is a lot of luck. It's a lot of bullshit and a lot of guessing. And like, can't they do like a golden um, goal rule or something? I just don't feel like it's very fair. Um, but I would leave it to the greater soccer minds out there or football minds. Is that, is that how the World Cup would end too? It, it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah, Jesus. and, and so in brutal. fact, um, I, I think I'm right in saying that Italy won the 1994 USA World Cup on 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 PKs. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> well, um, but anyway, should we should we talk about baseball? Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about baseball in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but I, I'm going to open up a nice Italian red because I know that you're drinking Stella Artois, but I thought I would start, you know, this interview with. <laughs> you like, had you some had nice to... from Tuscany. Let, let... I had some tea, but I spilt it and like kind of hurt me and it botched oh. everywhere and spilled it. But anyway, go oh, ahead. Wow. Tell me, sorry. Jeff, you, Jeff, you come prepared. You're more prepared than we are for this episode. Um, so uh, the, the, what we've done this season, uh, if you're not familiar, Jeff, uh, we do rapid fire questions, which um, really take the, I think, the, the uh, you know, what our biggest complaint from listeners were too much time with our guests talking. Um, so these these rapid fire questions are meant to be you know, rapid fire in nature. So feel free to answer them as, as quickly as you feel comfortable. Um, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to just start out with a, a kind of a softball here, Jeff. What? <laughs> you're, 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 okay, you got that open. Uh, top three ballparks in major leagues. This is easy. Uh, Fenway, Wrigley, Chavez. And that's, that's in that order. No, Wrigley... Oh damn, that's hard. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, that's, that's not fine. Gonna be rapid. That's fine. That's not going to be fine. rapid. Yeah. Okay. Next one up. First stop in the ballpark. Concessions or your seat? Depends when I get there. Um, ideally, I get there early enough so I can get two beers, um, a hot dog, and then I go take my seat. Um, but if for whatever reason, especially with LA traffic, you know, I might have to go straight to my seat. And then, you know, the guy can bring me beer and I'll pay him that way. I pay the premium. Okay, this is a, this one might be a tough one. It might be really easy. Least favorite player of all time? Trevor Bauer's up there. Um, <laughs> More to say about him later. <laughs> Ty Cobb? I don't know. I, I... <laughs> it wasn't really around for the Ty Cobb days. Oh, Barry Bonds? Okay. This isn't rapid. That's good. This isn't a rapid fire. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, accept, I'll accept any of those answers. It's good. It's much more rapid than some of the people we've had on. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Toby, you take the okay. next one. I'll take the last one. Okay. Uh, if you had to choose, and I'm not saying what you're choosing them for. It could be a dinner or it could be to who, who do you want on your team. Uh, Oral Hershiser or Kirk Gibson? Oral Hershiser. Okay. Because he's also, like, actively calling games still. Yeah. And he's still in the Dodger universe, you yeah. know. Um, like, Kirk, great. But, like, you know, he coached for the Diamondbacks. And, like, yeah. I think he's probably sick of talking about the 88 World Series. And, like, Oral – and I was – not to date myself. I know you guys are a lot older than me. But, um, you know, I was, like, only two when the Kirk Gibson hit happened. Yeah. So I actually don't really remember that. Uh, I mean, but it was... Oral was, like, my – my guy he was like my my pitcher when i was growing up really for the dodgers the 88 world series was the last full season world series you guys won though right full season correct <laughs> okay. but we did win the world series <laughs> okay i'm just COVID. yeah yeah you, you you did you did win the little league um world series uh okay last one i mean according to the biden harris administration it is an official because they were just there at the white house celebrating their world series um so if you have some beef you should take it up with the, the administration you, you know, but go ahead i know uh, we're, uh, we're supposed to be doing rapid fire here but i'm just gonna say i have actually contacted 
people in the Biden White House to complain <laughs> about the Dodgers' reception. More more than one person has had irate emails from me about that reception. Okay, last up. On well, the- what's funny is I sent emails too a while ago saying, hey, I'm not going to ask for any favors except for this moment. And <laughs> I didn't hear back from people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. L- last one up on Rapid Fire. Have you ever caught a foul ball and what did you do with it? I have not. I've been close a couple times. Um, but I have. I would give it to a kid. You wouldn't. If, I would. If oh, I, you would. <laughs> okay, let, let the record show he is would give it to a kid. He says he would give it to a kid. And then um, the video, of course, this isn't a video podcast, or I believe the kids say vodcast. Um, it, is, uh, it is just audio, so you couldn't see him shaking his head, uh, that he would not. Um, which is respectable. I, I, I think there's a case to be made. Okay. Um, Matthew, so is it time to go around the horn? I, should we talk about what's going on in baseball? I think we should talk okay. a lot about baseball from now on. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, it's today, tonight, as we're recording this, is the All-Star Game. The, um, the, the first in two years. <sighs> I, was at, I was physically present at the, the most recent All-Star Game um, and, uh, in 2019 in Cleveland. But this one, um, obviously, the, the, can I just can, can I just say the, the All Star Game of the season in which the last <laughs> proper world champions were uh, were crowned? I mean, the, yeah, the la- I mean that someone would accept. I mean, the last All Star Game MVP um, of a proper season was Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Baseball Club. Uh, you know, these are all that's all these are all facts. Um, but so the All Star Game, obviously, there was a lot of political hubbub. Um, about where the game was going to be played, um, which doesn't seem to be part of much of the coverage going on in, in Denver right now, but uh, as you know, you might imagine, but is is very interesting. There, I think before we dive into like what we think of the All Star Game, uh, what we think of this particular All Star Game, the other thing that was pretty alarming that I saw, saw a story about, I haven't done that much research on because uh, you know our main researcher is uh, you know uh, on vacation, but there was. Apparently, there were people arrested with tons of ammunition and guns in a hotel room near Coors Field. Like, a maid stumbled into a room, found a bunch of, like, ammunition. It seems, like, very, like, terrifying. I, I don't know. <laughs> Do, uh, does anybody know more about this story and, and care to comment? Was it you, Jeff? <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you were nodding yeah, along. I, like did, you might... yeah, I was nodding because I heard about this story. I was hoping you were going to bring this up, but uh, no. no, it was not me. <laughs> It's terrible uh, and not surprising. I mean, like everything gets politicized and now finally the MLB finally took a stance um, after never taking a stance on anything. Um, But yeah, I just hope everyone continues to be safe out there. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's difficult that the the, the law enforcement um, uh, bodies haven't haven't said about um, much more about the uh, motive or more about the... um, the person ever arrested but it, it doesn't seem good right i mean this is so many echoes immediately you saw this you thought of the last las vegas um uh, shooting and it's just so desperate that any event like this needs to have such a wide range of vigilance you know it's just anything overlooking the stadium anything overlooking the place where the you know concert is happening whatever it might be um it's incredibly frightening and also incredibly sad you know it might be that this person was just interested in this as a as a mass event and something that they were interested in attacking or it might be related to the decision to take it from uh atlanta and move to uh, move to, to to colorado but either way it's just a really frightening frightening situation and, and this is as of yesterday or two days ago there's there's some Law enforcement seems to be, um, uh, at least uh, the initial conclusions seem to be that it may not be related at all to the All-Star game, which seems suspicious. It doesn't seem right to me. Um, It seems like too much of a coincidence. Um, uh, Maybe just have been an arms deal or a drug drug deal or something like that is what the initial conclusions were. Um, But I I imagine... Someone the maid. (laughs) Yeah, the the maid's one discovered. The maid's a hero. Seriously. Uh, I mean, imagine being the maid, though. Like, that's a terrifying... The, the housekeeper who, like, stumbled on that scene 
<laughs> it's a terrifying thing to <laughs> I mean, uh, what a, it's not a great job. Or, like, why aren't you using the do not disturb sign? I don't want to give any, like, pointers <laughs> to people out there, but, like, you know, it doesn't seem very smart. Oh, God. Uh, so are you... This right? is Did you actually publish this podcast? Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll probably be... <laughs> the FBI will, will probably be in contact. But, so... Um, are you going to watch the All- I mean, I imagine, Matthew, you're not going to watch the All-Star Game tonight because it'll be on at like 3 in the morning your time. But uh, are you going to watch the All-Star Game? You know, try to catch some of it? Did you catch any of the Home Run Derby? Did you, did you like that? Did, did folks like this? Here, look. I watched the Home Run Derby last night, especially the first round. I actually think every Home Run Derby should be in Denver. Because, yeah. like, the ball just flies. And, like, it was actually fun just to see how far these guys can jack it and how many they're putting out there. It almost felt like we were back in, like, the real steroid era. Um, and Otani, I'm not going to say his name right. It's the dyslexia. Oh, oh, how do you say his name? It's, it's Shohei Otani, I think. Shohei Okay, I did, I did yeah. it right. You got it right. Okay. Um, I felt like there was a lot of pressure on it. This yeah. is, like, his big, like, national coming out party. And, like, you could tell he was really forcing it. He was just, like, hitting line drive after line drive after line drive. Um, and then I didn't watch the, the later rounds. Um, I'm glad that the all-star game doesn't mean anything anymore. I think that world series bullshit <laughs> thing is, was terrible, but it's now feels like it's turning into the pro bowl. Like there's like also like a lot of players who like just aren't playing in it anymore, even though they got invited to go play and they're just like, hey, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to like rest. Um, but, but pro pro home, home run derby always being in Denver. That was my, that's my big takeaway. <laughs> Well, that wasn't going to be my take. My take was going to be the whole thing's pointless, and I don't. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> it was the the home run derby was was um was I think it was actually pretty fun to watch. I mean, I imagine the highlights were fun. Um, if you if you got a chance to watch them, Matthew, but uh, you know, I I I think I didn't. I forgot how much is really riding on the like batting practice pitchers, like. Being consistent with throwing those those pitches and in, in the same spot over and over again is half, and the and the pace at which you're throwing them is half the entire battle, you know. And Pete Alonso's uh, pitcher was just really clutch. Um, I mean, Pete Alonso also can hit home runs, uh, but uh, but the pitcher I think is um, un- undervalued in these in these competitions. And o- Otani's pitcher was all over the place. Uh, the fact that he ended up go- taking uh, Soto to three rounds um, was uh, was pretty impressive. But he's got a pitch today. He's got a pitch Should tonight. He pitch to himself, <laughs> like, or like put it on a tee or something. <laughs> the, the other thing that I really liked though was the rapid fire because now they don't have to wait for the ball to clear. Yeah, and so like you could actually see them getting a rhythm, which was fun. Yeah, definitely. All right, anybody, any predictions on who's going to win tonight's game? Final scores? This is all for all the glory. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a fuck. Shit. Am I allowed to cuss? Uh, you know, you're not allowed to cuss. We'll have to cut that out. No. Please, please, Jeff. Come on. Come on. Family program. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a, it's a, uh, it's course field, and everybody expects a high, um, high octane offensive performance. Um, I'm gonna think it's gonna be like five two, and I think the American League is gonna prevail. You heard, you heard it here first, and last, and yeah, last. and last. No you one else is making prediction. First. And last, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> fifteen to fifteen tie, and then like that's it. I, uh, I mean, look, I don't, I don't follow the the All Star Game. I even when I lived in the states and I could watch it in like normal hours, I didn't follow it. I definitely am not watching it now. I live in England and it's on in the middle of the night, but. My prediction is that the National League will win four to three on PKs. <laughs> um, well, while we're talking about Shohei Otani, let's let's move on to to him and, and just like put into context what we're witnessing as a sport. Um, you know, and, and you know the he he when he first came over from Japan, there were a lot of like, you know, he's Japan's Babe Ruth because he was an you know. A star pitcher and a star hitter at the same time, and I, and you know injuries and whatnot have and the the way that the Angels were kind of using him, um, I think, I softened those analogies. I think people weren't really all that 
sold on that that you know that co- comparison um, over the last four years, three years. How long? How long have he been here? Um, but this season, uh, he's leading the major leagues in home runs with 32. He's on pace for 60, which happens to be how many Babe Ruth hit in the most season he hit the most home runs ever. Um, he uh, and this is as as of a couple. This is as of like a week ago. But um, compared to Babe Ruth in 1919, Babe Ruth hit 322 um, with a 1.1 OPS uh, and 29 home runs in 130 games, and he and he had a 2.97 ERA, which is good for a 102 ERA plus, um, so two percent uh, better than than league average. Otani in in 2021 is batting 278, so batting average is not as as, as strong. Um, against better pitching, uh, but uh, his OPS is uh, 1.0 something, so a little lower OPS, but still higher than a thousand. And he has 28 home runs in 74 games this season. Uh, now it's now we know it's he has 32, four in a week. Uh, but his ERA is 2.58, 177 ERA plus, 77 better percent better than league average. Um, which is just nuts. I mean, that's just nuts. Uh, I, I don't know. That's I, we've never seen anything like this before. Uh, this is incredible. The thing, the thing you you're not factoring in, though, Toby. I mean, it is very impressive and it is really exciting to watch. Um, but you're not factoring in the that Babe Ruth was horrendously drunk almost all of the time. I legit was going to raise this point. Like, he smoked, what, like two packs a day and was completely, like, blackout wasted? Which you can make an argument for, like, either way. Like, actually, that's almost more impressive. But, like, those were the days where it was, like, he was just a phenomenal athlete, right? And it wasn't like you had a whole generation of people that were, you know, training their entire life to be a specialized player or to be a pitcher, to be a hitter. Like, he was just a really good athlete. And he had, you know, body types closer to Matthew and I's. And then you have, you know, this generation 100 years later where it's like these, this is, they're professionals. And, you yeah. know, they're professional athletes. And I think it's actually more impressive, frankly. I know Babe Ruth, like, goes down in lore and one of the best ever and yada, yada, yada. And there's a whole, you know, legends never die from whatever that movie was. But um, I actually do think, you know, in the modern era, I think it's more impressive because he's going against people that are specialized who are just hitters or just pitchers. And he's doing both on both sides. So the plate is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and you said Babe Ruth has a, a body profile more like you and Matthew and Shohei Otani obviously has a body profile more like me. Um, and that's, that's totally fair. A little bit fair. of a height differential, a little bit. I but, mean, uh, close. A, a slight, yes. Yeah, I mean, I have a slight advantage probably. Um, but, uh, cause I can get through crowds faster. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's that's great, and I I, I would be we're, we'll move on here um, and take a word from our sponsor in a second. But I have to say that um, baseball, the ESPN and baseball world has been kind of like uh, uh, pretty riled up about one thing in particular that um, St- Stephen A. Smith said on his show yesterday, um, where he kind of called he he basically essentially the to paraphrase it um, said it's it's a it's a problem that the the, the face of baseball needs an interpreter. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, which is, he's, he's since I think apologized three different ways for <laughs> it, Like he failed twice to apologize correctly. And then I think sort of apologized better the third time. Um, and I'm sure like most people agree that like, that's just ludicrous. Um, but I, I just, I think that I want to also point out that, He's not the only face of baseball either, and I think it's really awesome that there are so many credible candidates for the face of baseball right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a pretty uh, baseball. If their marketers are out there, it's a pretty like target rich environment. They have a they have a lot they can they can offer here, and um, and I hope they take advantage of it. There, there's so many faces of baseball, and there's yeah. so many players they're not taking advantage of, and they're not letting the players be themselves and celebrating the players being themselves and celebrating the players giving back to their communities. They don't do any of that shit that all other sports do a huge amount. We talked at the top of the episode about the England players and the 
the role that they're playing in the community of, of this country. People are talking about them as literally nation building. Baseball doesn't do any of that. And so to to turn this all on Shohei Otani is like, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> but also, also, if you don't want players that can't speak English being in the major leagues, don't call it the World Championships. If you don't want it to be the World Championships, don't call it the World Championships. It's ridiculous. I agree with everything you said. I believe it's called the World Series. Um, but, uh, yeah, I 100% agree. And, like, Stephen A, whatever. Let's not get into it. But um, I think this is phenomenal. I think it's not being talked about enough. And not to mention, like, baseball is a world sport. And there are a lot of folks on the other side of the ocean that are following this closely. And, like, not to mention his marketability in Japan and elsewhere. Like, like I think he's a superstar and he deserves to be a superstar. And, like, genuinely just seeing his reactions last night, like, he seems like a good dude. I don't yeah. really actually know a lot about him, frankly, because, you know, I'm a, a real L.A. baseball fan and not a fake L.A. baseball <laughs> fan. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I love it. I think it's awesome to watch. I would take him on my team in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I just want to say that, it's, that the official name is the World Series champion. That's the official name. So every season, or is that just in full length season? It's <laughs> not the world champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the Dodgers haven't been that for a, a good generation, so I understand why you might not be fully up with it. So yeah, either as England. But all right, what's next, Matt? What's next, Obi? Well, I'll say a quick word from our sponsor. You guys keep fighting it out, and we'll be right back. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by MasterCard and Stand Up to Cancer. Because now, through August 31st, every time you order online or tap in-store with MasterCard at qualifying restaurants or grocery stores, MasterCard will donate a bright, shiny penny to Stand Up to Cancer. Up to $5 million if you all can manage to tap those magic pieces of plastic 500 million times. Together, this is how we can start something priceless. Unless you're talking about our marketing campaign promoting this charitable effort, which 100% has a price. And we're not telling you how greatly it eclipses the $5 million donation. Thanks to MasterCard for selflessly funding cancer research and for sponsoring not just this program, but the All-Star Game. Okay, well, thank you to our sponsors. It means a huge amount to us that even in these difficult economic times, uh, we're still getting the support. Uh, we're not being able to spend any of the money, though. Yeah. Um, I, we're still looking at a, a Battery Mates episode on the road in September, but rules are rules, and the rules are that I can't travel at the moment, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But let's get right back into it. Um, it is time, as everyone in baseball is uh, uh, doing at the moment to talk about sticky stuff, the, the fallout. Uh, I have mainly been interested in watching uh, which pitchers uh, uh, are, are and how willing they are to uh, unbelt their pants as soon as an <laughs> umpire approaches. Max Scherzer didn't need any persuasion whatsoever to take his pants off as soon as the umpires approached, and uh, we all we all appreciated that. But. Um, what do we think? I mean, how how is this going? I mean, how how is it changing the game so far? I mean, the the, the pitcher checks have been phenomenal, um, but there's also been not a huge amount of change in offense, right? I mean, Toby, what you you care most about this one? What do you think? I think it's it's the jury's still out on whether. I mean, certainly offense is up, and um, as it always is in June. June is when in July is when the offense starts to the weather heats up uh it thinks so what we don't know is whether uh the offensive uh surges have been <clears throat> directly related to uh the, the pitchers not being able to throw use the sticky stuff to to get more spin on the ball uh, we do know that spin rates are down across the board and there are some pitchers who are bigger offenders or, or seem to be bigger offenders than others um and some of those pitchers have struggled uh and, you know, some of them have kind of struggled for a minute and, and bounced back. You know, Garrett Cole is a really good example of a pitcher who seemed to be a pretty average, if not a little, little average pitcher in the immediate aftermath of the new policy. And then in his last outing was lights out. Um, so 
uh, maybe they figured out the right the right combination of sweat and rosin um, that that gives you enough sticky to 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 work. But I I don't know. I I think it's still it, we'll find out by the end of the year. I think um, what what the, the the all the full ramifications are. And you know who knows. That's not. There's also the possibility that the ball is changing too. Um, I, I think baseball realized they had a real problem on their hands in terms of the, um, the the actual like quality of the sport. Um, and they they you know if they made such uh, took such dramatic action on enforcing this rule that was already on the books, what else are they doing? Uh, we'll find out. Jeff, what do you think of this? This all this. I- yeah, look, I'm not as big of a baseball fan as I am. Like, math is kind of hard, so I'm not a statistician. So I kind of go to, like, the Ross school of, like, rumors and anecdotes. So, like, one thing I would point to would be, like, I think Max Scherzer gave up a grand slam to a relief pitcher since they started doing the checks. And, like, I don't know. That seems like a pretty big deal. I don't remember him giving up grand slams to, like, AAA relief pitchers. Um, so that's one thing. Two, you know, like, you guys talk about this. It's kind of all bullshit. I don't really love that they're doing this, even though, like, I want to, like, shit on the Houston Astros, and I still think that they are, like, the organization that um, came up with COVID and, like, spread it around the world because they didn't (laughs) want the bad press. Um, But, like, pitching's part of the game. Like, good pitching is great. Like, I, I know that they think that, like, the long ball sells, and that's what they want. They want more hits. They want more home runs. But, like, if you're a real baseball fan... Like, let's applaud, like, some really excellent pitching and, like, striking guys out. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, I just I just think the thing, the thing for me is not whether there's sticky stuff, that it's, but it's that the rules are consistent for everyone. So I'm okay if they have sticky stuff. It seems to me there's a, a, a coherent case for players, uh, pitchers having control of the ball. And it is phenomenal to see, you know, lights out pitching. It just should be consistent rules across the board so if they're going to have sticky stuff let's change the rules if they're not going to have sticky stuff let's enforce the rules i don't mind either way um i just i just they need there needs to be consistency and uh that hasn't been in the past the the um, yeah, i agree the, 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 speaking of jeff the astros um carlos ordan who uh, is having a phenomenal season for the white Sox right now uh, maybe maybe on pace for a Cy Young. Uh, a lot of baseball has to play, but uh, he had a quote that I, I put in the notes here um, about his complaint about this policy because uh, he says, "You know, look, you're giving out ten game suspensions for cheating, uh, but you give the Astros no suspensions at all, which I think is really interesting." And I, I, he means the Astros players, obviously, uh, because there were some ramifications for people who weren't players, um, but. I mean that's a really good point. I mean, yeah, the they, the the pitchers who are breaking these rules on the sticky stuff. Um, ten game suspensions are dramatic, and they're meant to be dramatic. Uh, it's meant to be a dramatic penalty. But I mean, you you break the rules like the Astros did, and 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 you know, um, if Ross Ross Morales Mercado were here today, he would say, and maybe other teams were doing too. Like <laughs> I like the no, he the, the Dodgers there. were doing it. They were just as bad, and like all this bullshit. Yes. <laughs> I, look, I, I agree. I agree with what you and Matthew are saying. I think consistent enforcement is really important. And like the whole Astros team should have been suspended. They should have probably stripped their championship. Like if they're actually serious about this stuff and they want to send a message rather than, <clears throat> you know, letting them skirt by and just like suspending a few managers who are going to get a job a year later. Like, I don't know, but in, like in all seriousness, like enforce the rules. Um, it kind of feels like the Biden, like, you know, um, financial plan where they're going to like start enforcing like some of the IRS rules. Like, let's just make it consistent. Let's <laughs> fund the enforcement, um, and make sure that we hold people accountable. I like that. I don't know how the child tax credit fits into this, but that should be part of this as well. I would like to receive, um, my, my, my baseball team <laughs> to receive, um, a monthly <laughs> payment. <laughs> um, but one thing I would say is I, I think that the, if the, the only, well, the, the main negative um, outcome here is it does seem there's there's a rash of pitcher injuries that have happened in the last month or so that have to be related to this because you know for instance we had a pitcher who um, like strained a ligament in his middle finger um, 
And like, that's not an injury you hear about a lot. And it's because of, and it seems almost entirely to do with grip. Right. And, you know, I think knowing that 75% of pitchers or whatever were using some sort of sticky stuff, it's not like an indictment on any one individual pitcher to say they were using something and to have to change what they're using midseason, you know, puts the pitcher at risk and not just of of their stats, but uh, maybe of injuries. And so um, I hope that isn't something that uh, stains the season as a whole, but um, it's certainly uh, one thing that's coming in one month of, of data. We have, you know, better offense, um, Scherzer are dropping his pants and uh, some injuries. So we need to talk about one more thing before we wrap here. And that is our fourth round the horn. And, and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it um, less than I do. But because we, we take, we, you know, for a, it, for a while on this program, we, we took uh, covering Trevor Bauer as a kind of an art form. Um, we were, we were very, uh, you know, I would say like amused slash uh, horrified by his, his, his existence. Um, and uh, he's done, he's had his uh, antics have been well covered uh, throughout the media. Uh, and I think, you know, what's going on. And if you're not following this, he's uh, Trevor Bauer has been um, accused of some very serious uh, sexual and physical abuse allegations. Um, there is a, you know, a restraining order that's been uh, granted against him um, from the, the victim. So this is serious stuff, and he's been put on administrative leave by Major League Baseball, which, Jeff, I'd love your, your take on um, the Dodgers' uh, handling of that situation. But uh, we're in a position right now where we, we don't know what the outcome will be of this, uh, whether there'll be, there'll be criminal charges or whether he'll be suspended by Major League Baseball or, or what. But knowing what we know now, like, I guess Jeff, I'll put, I'll put it to you first. Like, what's as a Dodgers fan who's kind of you know I, I know this uh, you know having to root for Trevor Bauer is a is a can be um, challenging. Um, what's your take as a Dodgers fan on on Trevor Bauer the and and this specific um, set of circumstances? Yeah, look, it's horrible. I think it's it's kind of fitting that we're bookending uh, the podcast where I think it's a good reminder that there's. Things that are much more important than sports. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's that intersection that happens and it reminds us all um, that there are bigger problems in our society and, and much more important things for us to be focusing on. Um, look, I, I remember texting you when Bauer first came over to the Dodgers. Being like, I really have mixed feelings about this. And that was before any of these accusations came out. Um, you know, I, I he's always seemed like somebody who has um a troubled past or just a different outlook on life and um and i just was never really aligned with him as a person um politically or just sort of how he uh, approached uh, society in the game i know he was a, a lightning rod and some folks like that etc um, but i was not excited for him to put on the the dodger blue uniform especially for an organization that's pretty progressive i mean this is the organization that brought jackie robinson into major league baseball um, so I think we take this stuff as an organization really seriously. I do not think he'll be wearing a Dodger uniform ever again. That's my prediction. Hmm. Um, I think they're sort of letting things sort of play out a little bit and let the the league carry the water um, until things um, maybe start to come more uh, to light on, on what happened. Um, but he's an asshole. He's always been an asshole. I'm not surprised. Um, I don't ever – I would be more than delighted if he never put on that uniform and, and pitched for the Dodgers. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I mean, the the the, the accusations are, are, are completely credible, um, both in 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 um, how they've been articulated, but also in, in how they're they're recognised as credible as they work their way through their justice system, even with all of the obstacles and hurdles put in front of women who make uh, accusations like this. Incredibly difficult to um, be treated seriously by law enforcement of the courts and the fact that there's a, a restraining order in place just shows just how how incredibly credible and serious these accusations are i, I hope he never wears a, a dodges uniform again i hope he goes to jail i hope that this um is no longer a baseball issue but a um a, a, an issue of um justice and you know the fact that it took the dodges a little while to to recognize that is, is disappointing but you know i think you know 
I hope you're right, Jeff, that, that they want this to play out and that they don't want him back in the in the uniform. But it just seems like baseball has fallen down uh, many, many times on issues like this. I hope that it's taken out of their hands to the point where he goes to jail for a really, really long time. Yep. Amen. Well, I think, you know, obviously the story will develop over um, the course of weeks. I think that I, I want to call attention. I think if you haven't seen this, um, Ruth Capolis, I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but um, she had a guest post in this uh, in a great baseball newsletter, newsletter called Cup of Coffee by Craig Calcaterra. Um, and she uh, she had kind of a, a really strong guest post about this situation. And um, I, I think there's too much to like read, but um, I think I would just I like this last piece. Um, uh, as we talk about like what the you know what we hope um, happens here, uh, I'm gonna uh, you know she talks a lot about what the men in the media who cover the sport and cover people like this, like the the actual like responsibility they have um, in creating a narrative around Trevor Bauer that he's this like wacky um, person who has you know sees things differently and has a different workout you know and and like has revolutionized the sport and you know to what you were saying earlier Matthew about um he's been one of the biggest advocates for uh letting players have fun on the field and 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 celebrating that and so there's you know there's a lot of coverage about about that side of who he is but it it's it's glossed over um and and discounted some of the things that were there on the, you know, at the very beginning of his fame, you know, some anti-Semitism, racism and online harassment, you know, bullying, uh, especially women, um, on, on Twitter and whatnot. They just really, you know, we've covered on this program and I, but I, I think like, you know, we were, we did a lot of joking about Trevor Bauer on this show. And I think, um, I, you know, I hope that, that everybody understands it. Um, we didn't, didn't intend to, you know, kind of dismiss that side of him. Um, but her quote here at the end here, I thought it was really solid. Um, she says, I want things to change. I am desperate for it. But this week, Aroldis Chapman, himself suspended for violating MLB's domestic violence policy, was selected to the All-Star Game. And once again, we are told what and who matters more. So, uh, you know, there we go. I mean, there that's a really um, poignant uh, note to, to end this segment on. But uh, any last thoughts on this before we <laughs> wrap uh, uh, this note, this episode on a, a bummer note, <laughs> this all-star game episode? We should have ended on the sticky stuff. That, that <laughs> funny, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's, it's been a grim period for baseball, but you know, honestly, baseball has to, has to face up to these challenges. You know, this is, this is part of the game. And the the fact that baseball has been so poor at doing this in the past means that it's harder to do it now. And that's like, that's on baseball. That's yep. why baseball has to do so much better. And before we, before we go, uh, I know we're at the kind of the, um, metaphorical halfway point of the season. We're past the halfway point, but the all-star game is a nice break. And I, you know, Dodgers fans in, in, in a sentence, how do you feel about the season so far? Uh, a little frustrated, but hopeful. Okay. Uh, you know, like we'll win one game 22 to one, and then we'll lose to the Diamondbacks like two in a row. And so it's just like we need to kind of level out a little bit. We do still have one of the best records in baseball. Um, I am actually feel like we'll win our – you know, 11th NL West since 2008 and we'll be competitive and maybe we'll win a real world series. Um, I said <laughs> that just for Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, the nationals, how do you feel? The nationals should sell. <laughs> our farm, our farm system isn't good enough. Uh, the team is not good enough to go a long, a long way. Even if they get into the playoffs, we have to start taking some rational decisions. You know, we cannot, um, live on past glories. Um, I think we should move Max. I think we should think about moving Trey Turner. We need to rebuild, but I don't think it needs a, a wholesale breakdown. Um, we don't want to go all Orioles in this situation, but I just, I just think you know we we are we are too far off the pace to stand pat. 
and we don't have the pieces to to advance, so we should sell. Well, that's depressing. Um, I think for the Cleves, I you know honestly, I I um I feel we're three games above five hundred right now. Um, but I feel like somehow we've uh so f- I I'm surprised we're not having a worse season than we are. Uh, we did lose nine games in a row in the last uh, two weeks, but uh, but this I mean we've the injuries we've had uh, to Shane Bieber, Aaron Savale, uh, Zach Please Zach, those are our one, two, and three starters. Uh, and, you know, all of them have missed significant time. Our cleanup hitter has missed significant time. Uh, and you know, we've and our starting catcher has missed significant time. And you know, I, it's 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 surprising that we're we're. Uh, not quite in the, the the race for the American League Central, but uh, we're we're above 500. We're in the conversation, and a couple things go right uh, in the next two months. This could be a fun uh, last week or two of the season. But uh, all in all, expectations were low for us this season. I think you know most people predicted we went around 81, 82 games, and well, we're a little ahead of pace. <laughs> I'll take it. So uh, I'll give them a B. But okay, uh, that's 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 a better note to wrap on. <laughs> uh, that's like a Jeff Gabriel A, a B. A Jeff Gabriel A, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh well, until so when tonight, um, as, as as the the players, I mean, it's different. It's a different kind of game than uh, the regular season. And I, I know players take it less seriously, but I believe they still they still encourage everybody to get out there. Um, you know, and, and, and warm up. And I think one of the, yeah. do you have any, yeah, Matthew, what do you think they should, how, what should they focus on in the warmups? Uh, I only watch the national league, but as I understand it in the American league too, everyone needs to get out there and shag those balls. I, I can't unmute. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. You can hear me? Yeah. It's so weird. I'm I'm sorry. I I'm I'm, I'm I, I thought I was muted. Um my phone is You still there? Yeah. 